Merry Christmas, Reach Church. All right, so uh, let's start, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his birth. We thank you that that was not the end, but it was the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus for our salvation. Father, we ask that we might have great joy tonight, that we might see from your word uh, the extent of what you've done for us, that we might be filled with uh, the glory of Jesus Christ, and that we might be filled with, with praise and worship. Father, uh, would you fill us, and would you speak to us by your word through the Holy Spirit? We pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. So we're going to turn to uh, Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. Luke 2. It'll be up on the, on the screens for you as well, so if you don't feel like flipping, you don't have to. All right. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known to him what had been told concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, so, I know they're kids, so we're going to keep this brief. So, uh, <laughs> all right, this is a small picture of what it looks like to, this is the Christian, the Christian belief system laid out in just a kind of a, a very small taste. That oftentimes we think of Christmas as the beginning, but the, the whole story of what Jesus Christ has, has done and what he came to do is found in this story. And so we see, we see three things. We see what a follower of Jesus is. We see what the message of Jesus Christ is. And we see what, what Christians are called to do. All right, who are we? What is the message that we've heard? And what are we actually called to do here as followers of Jesus Christ? All right, first, what does a follower of Jesus look like? All right, so that night, the angels could have come to anyone. The angels could have come down and, and come to the throne rooms of Caesar and the Roman royalty. The angels could have come down to the temple and the synagogues, to the religious elite, to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people. The angels could have come to the, to the mansions of the wealthy people in the cities. All right. But who did the angels come to? 
the angels came to some shepherds out in the field watching their flock by night. All right, so these aren't even substantial shepherds. These are just some random shepherds out there in the night. All right. Why shepherds? I'd say that shepherds because of all people, they deserved it the least. All right, what could they possibly say that they, that they have earned to deserve that the angels of, of heaven may come down and, and speak to them and reveal to them first the most miraculous thing that, that had happened uh, up to that point in human history. All right, these are the poor. These are the servants. They aren't even servants of people. They're servants of sheep. All right, like they don't even get that status. of, of a they're, they're nobody. And here they are uh, presented with uh, this amazing gift. Now, of all people, they would be the ones who receive it as a gift of grace, as something they do not deserve, as something that they could not have earned, as nothing in themselves. This is the pure gift of God that they have bestowed upon them. All right. That's what a follower of Jesus is. It's someone who hasn't deserved anything, who can't claim any of this on their own. They have been given a gift from God. All right. And there's a special time when this happens. This happens, uh, this happens at night. And we may think, oh, this is just when it happened. No, it, those things tend to correlate to things. Uh, Jesus is the great light, the great light that shone in the darkness. And so for it to come at night is, is a picture for us of, of what the gospel really is. That this is people who are living in darkness and who know that the world out there is darkness and the world within their hearts is darkened by sin and evil. This is not for people who are basking in the glory of holiness. And the Christmas message, the, the, the message of Christianity is not for people who have decided they have already found the light. And they're living in the light, they are living holy lives. No, this is for people who are in darkness and who are lost and who know that that darkness uh, cannot be penetrated by by anything but, but the light that is to come, by a light outside of them. And so, okay. Those who are walking in darkness have seen a great light. Are you those who are walking in darkness? Oddly enough, that's the first step to, to really embracing this message, to admit that you are no one and they are living in darkness. That's the one that that the glories of, of heaven are, are revealed. Those are the ones who receive this, this message with great joy, who are given this message and who are able to hear it. All right. Are you in a place this Christmas to, to say, yes, I, I'm humble enough to admit that, I, that I'm walking in darkness or, or that there's darkness inside of me, not that I'm just like rampantly, but... Yeah, I need, I need God outside of me to do something, something beyond myself. Now, what was the message that these humble sinners walking in darkness, what did they hear? Verse 10, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring to you great, noise, great news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, this will be a sign for you. You'll find a child 
wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. All right. There's a special word here. Uh, if you're in the Christian world, you know it. Uh, this good news. The angel came with good news. This is what we call gospel. We use that word a lot. It just means news. All right, what did the angel not come with? He didn't come with a plan of how you can save yourself. He didn't come with a, with a, help, a self-help book. Five steps to becoming a, a righteous and holy person and making it to heaven. He didn't even ask you. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It's not something that you did or that you have to do. It's good news of what God has done. Of what God has done. <laughs> We're talking about that. We're excited. All right. <laughs> All right. And what is this good news? What has God done that we cannot do? He's given a gift. Unto them was given a Savior. A Savior. Now, I hope that's a joyous message for you. All right. God did not send to us a helper. He didn't send to us an encourager. He didn't send a judge. He could have sent a judge. What did he send? He sent a Savior. That's the message. Because we desperately need salvation above anything else. My heart, my heart, the darkness of my heart knows that what do I need? I need a Savior. I don't need help. I don't need assistance. I don't need inspiration. I need someone to save me from my sin. From the darkness inside of me, I need a light to come from outside and, and bring me up from the grave. And that's what, that's what we all need. We need a Savior. And that Savior, he comes with this kind of two, two special names here. He is Christ and he is the Lord. He is Christ and he is the Lord. Now Christ, he's the anointed one. Uh, this stresses the humanity of Jesus. He really was fully human. And why was he fully human? He was fully human so that he could earn our way. All right. He was the perfect human you could not be. He was the only one who, who was truly holy so he could give you his holiness. He was perfect so he could give you his perfection. He was righteous so he could give you his righteousness. He lived so he could give his perfect life to you. He died so he could give his perfect death to you. That's the Christ. And he is the Lord. He's also fully God. So God gets all the glory. We don't get any of the glory. God gets all the glory because God did it. The God-man did it. He came down, became human, so he could do everything that we needed for salvation. Everything that we needed. Now, that came with a sign. That came with a sign. Uh, it's a good message. It's a good message, but it's nice to have a little bit of confirmation for that because it's too good to be true that God would come and he'd do everything for us. He'd declare us perfect in his sight without us doing anything but, but having faith. And so we get the sign, an unlikely sign. He says, you know what, I'll prove it to you, shepherds in darkness, in humility. He says, there's going to be a child, a child born laying in a manger. Now, why does it matter that he was in a manger? It's just one more picture. Like, all right, God came down. God came down, and he didn't come down to sit on a mountaintop and say, hey, whoever climbs high enough can get to me. Whoever works hard enough, then, then they get the Savior. No, what is it? He 
He came down to the, the very depths of the depths. In our weakness, in our embarrassment, in our poverty. And he says, you know what, from there, from there I'm going to pull you up. I'm going to get as, as low down as I possibly can so I can lift you, lift you up. Now there's other signs of Jesus. That was sign number one, the manger. The second sign. The second sign was the cross. Now what did the cross represent? It represents that we weren't just sufferers and weak and human, that we were dead in the grave. And so Jesus came to the manger, and he said, no, I need to go lower. I need to go to the cross and die for them to save us who are dead. And then there's the third sign, the third sign, the empty grave, the empty tomb, that this one who, who went down to die for us also rose to life for us. And so we have this picture of the God who comes down and, like, reaches up and scoops up a dying and lost and broken people and lifts them up and carries them with us to, to eternal life, to eternal joy, to eternal peace, to be with him forever. All right. That is the message of, of, of Christmas. That's the message of, of the Christian faith. Please don't think that the message is keep the rules that are found in the book. Or try hard to be a better Christian. Or you know what, just, just be nice and kind to everyone. No, what is the message? That you desperately need a Savior and you have gotten one. And he has come and he has given all of himself, life and death, so that you might be perfect before the Father, so that you might have fulfilled the rules and stand in grace and can say before the whole world, you know what, I, I am the last to, to deserve this, but God has done it. Now, this last point, okay, what then, what then are Christians supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? All right, we're not called first to, to be good or to, to be different. No, what are we called to be do? We are called to, to rejoice and to worship and to praise God and enjoy the glory of what God has done for all eternity. Verse 13, suddenly there was an angel, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he's pleased. All right, the whole Christian message is not, how good can we be? How much glory can we get? How can we prove ourselves to God? No, it's God proving himself to us that he, is, he deserves glory and glory in the highest. Glory forevermore, to be praised for all eternity for what he has done and we could not. Now, part of this is uh, the boring part. I always think the boring part in the Bible is they always say, like, God tells people to do things, and then we hear, like, they go through all the details and do them. And it's like, okay, great. We kind of figured that was going to happen. And it should just be a parenthesis, like, and they did. Uh, <laughs> and they went, and it was great. Uh, all right, why, why in this story is it especially important? All right, the manger was supposed to be a sign. It was a sign that this was actually going to happen. This was, was true. And so if they said, hey, there's going to be a sign, and then they, they went and there wasn't a sign, it wasn't in the manger, uh, then this whole thing is just, it's done. 
This doesn't matter unless it's true. And Christmas is not about like the magic of Christmas and warm fuzzies if it's not true. Then there's no hope, there's no joy. This message falls completely flat. And so what happens? The, the shepherds go and they, they see the sign. They see the child. They see the one lying in the manger, the one who's come down. And the other signs are meaningless. If, if, but people saw Jesus on the cross. They saw him die. We have the account of the soldiers who, who pierced his side. We have the account of those who, who sold him the tomb and, and put him inside it. And we have the sign of the empty tomb. We have the women who saw him. We have the disciples who saw him. We saw that 500 all at once saw Jesus Christ alive. We have Thomas who, who put his hand in that very same pierced side, who felt the wounds in his hands. We have the disciples who watched him ascend to heaven, who carried with them all, all of the believers with him into glory. All right. If we believe that, if we are willing to believe the signs, to see this Jesus, to believe that he is the Savior, to believe that we desperately need this salvation, if all of that is true, all right, you're called to do one thing, to worship. To worship and praise him, to shout out glory in the highest, to join the angels in singing and in rejoicing, to praise Jesus Christ for all that he has done, you're called to nothing else. Now, with that in mind, uh, let's pray and let's worship. Let's, let's enjoy our king, the one who came, who died, who rose to life and rose to glory. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for... For Christmas, that he would come down, that he would come to those who have nothing, that he'd come to those in darkness, that he'd come to us who desperately need him, who desperately need a savior. Father, I ask that we would connect with these things. They would see the signs and see the one who's come and that we would be filled with the, the joy of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Father, it is not ourselves. We could not save ourselves. We thank you that you sent a savior. Father, would you give us great worship and joy in this time, we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.